Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Montana State Athletic Director Leon Costello says MSU is working on offering cost of attendance scholarships to athletes and hopes to have it available the, this next school year, the year 2020-2021. says, uh, quote, we're looking at that, uh, we're looking that quickly uh, just because, look, if the others are going to do it and we're not, we're falling behind, end quote, okay? So, look, looking at it, being able to do it, all that stuff, I'm not sure, uh, but I mean, to, for have to have the athletic director, the head guy in the organization on the athletic side of things, not just say we're looking into it, but also offer a, a time frame of basically six months from now when this could potentially be available is significant. By the way, then no small cost. I mean, you've talked about this before, Coulter. The cost of attendance is somewhere in the three thousand. Right, right Expl- now. Explain to people what the cost of attendance is, okay. so that everybody's on okay. the same page. Here. So, you are Ryan Tutel in tremendous athlete in twelve years. Tremendous. No, athlete. I'm talking. You're Ryan Tutel twelve years from now, mm. and you are a late forties dad with an eighteen year old daughter who's about to go to school. Yeah. And you're shopping around, and you've done your due diligence. You're a great dad. You've saved up your money. You have a little college fund for your daughter. You're going to help her out. You're going to you're going to help her go to school. You know, give her a little extra help, and and hopefully she gets some scholarships. But does she want it in fives or one? <laughs> here, so you're shopping around. And you're looking. Okay, so maybe she wants to go to the University of Montana. She wants to go to Boise State. Whatever. Almost every school has a breakdown in terms of what it's going to cost for a student to go there, and it includes tuition, room and board if you live on campus, books. Things yep. like that. It gives you a number. And athletes that are on full-ride scholarships, they get tuition paid for. Oftentimes, it's a fee waiver through the school, but other times, the scholarship association pays the tuition 
But either way, then you get a stipend for room and board. And a lot of times it's the average price of what it costs to live in the dorms at that specific school. So in a town like Missoula, where rent's very high, oftentimes your room and board stipend might not actually meet what your rent is. I mean, you might be getting 400 from your scholarship and it's 600 for rent. But it's, it's all a personal decision, whatever it might be. But then there's this gap. And they call it full cost of attendance. And this is something that most schools list on their website just in terms of the average economic climate of the town and what it's going to cost just to live. You, know, you have a car. Here's what the gas is probably going to be. Gas if you have a cell phone because it's the 21st century, right. here's what your cell phone cost is going to be. Right. If you want to go to a movie here and there. And, and they, they factor right. in $100 right. of entertainment money or whatever. So there's this extra cost. Because it's always going to cost a little extra than what the actual tuition and and room and board costs. Correct. Right. You know, in a, in a fifteen to twenty week semester, so North Dakota, North Dakota State, their full cost of attendance stipend is thirty four hundred dollars. So it's not like per for per, a year per, per semester per semester. So that's I mean you're talking about almost seven thousand bucks a year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and by stipend you mean money. I mean money. it's 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 it is actually cash money in hand that is now yours to go about I, living the rest of your I, I, life. I haven't witnessed it in, in the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. I do know that at the end of spring football or whatever, it used to be that all if you're if you live on campus, the school takes care of a, a lot of it for you. They, right, that your advisor can help you. Filter none of it your, actually, not none of it, but much of it doesn't traffic through the kid. It just gets like taken if you, like care of. If you of. live in the dorms, it's yeah. just it's just taken care of. You right. have a, you have the full meal plan from the food zoo, but that's another example of full cost of attendance. You you have a full meal plan through, for, through the food zoo, but you might want to order a pizza sometime. That's factored in. That's just on to, you if you want to do it. Right, right, right. But the the whole notion that college athletes don't get paid. They do, and a lot of times you can use your money to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I remember distinctly covering the 2009 spring game at Washington Grizzly Stadium, and then I remember waiting for a couple of my buddies that played for the Grizz, and they were in a massive line, and people they were handing out envelopes of money. And if you're on a full ride, you get th- this much money is your room and board stipend for the month. Right. And it, well, some, and sometimes it's a check, whatever it might be. And then if you're a half ride, here's, here's where your stipend is. But this is additional stipend that you receive. Sure. And so it is significant, and it does help you be able to live a higher quality of life. Here's the thing. People talk about, you know, paying players and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. okay? I don't want to get into the the, the paying players side of things right now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times this is cast in this, like, all the haves, all the have-nots, the multi-billion dollar, uh, you know, enterprise that is college athletics and the NCAA and the college football playoff and all of this, you know, billions and billions of dollars of money being moved around, changing hands, money being made, money being earned, whatever, through the kids who are not earning any money. Okay. I understand that, the, the, that, okay. When you were in college, if you, if you went to college, the difference between First of all, having a full-ride scholarship would have been fantastic. It would have been an unbelievable deal. I did not have that, okay? But if you have that, that's great. 
but also being at zero, being at even where, okay, I don't, I'm not in debt, but I don't have anything either or very little to do whatever I'd like to do with. And everybody comes from different circumstances or whatever. The difference between going from zero to $7,000. I mean, if you, if you got no expenses and now all of a sudden you're getting, say in the course of a nine month school year, $800, that is your money to do whatever you want with. I mean, you could go, you could get on an airplane and fly on a vacation if you wanted to on that amount of money sure. easily, depending yep. on where you wanted to go. I mean, you can't really go to New York City on eight hundred bucks, but you could go. You you know you could get on a Legion flight and go to Phoenix and have a very nice weekend for yourself. And that that is just and again, it's not like you got the time to do it. My point is just this: it is seven thousand dollars on one hand is not very much money. But on another hand, if you're a college kid with no expenses whatsoever, and now you're getting this to be able to do with it what you please and cover the cost that you do have of your cell phone, of your gas, whatever, it's huge. It changes the entire. It, it's a huge. It's a complete game changer. And so on one hand, where you go, well, that's not that much money really, but it is to a college kid, and that matters when you're talking about trying to recruit kids to your school, 100%. which has been the absolute. One of the the stamp on the table, you know, fight points for Jeff Choate in this entire thing. Absolutely, and there's so many different avenues we can go down with this conversation because I do think it's it's endlessly interesting. But so, why did you say this is not news? Well, this this specifically, like you, if you ask any athletic director in the Big Sky Conference if they're exploring costs of attendance, the only way it's news is if they say no. I understand that, but but I Everybody, think it's news when he puts a date when he says this year. I mean, that's significant. We to gotta me. tread lightly here, I guess, because there's a lot of different things that I think about this, and they have to do with the uh, standards of journalism, the subjects involved in the story, and we won't go down the road of either of those things. I'm just saying that a lot of times put, people put timelines on things to drive things. Make no mistake, Jeff Choate made comments about NDSU's. Cost of attendance, North Dakota State's cost of attendance before mm-hmm. their playoff game. Not because he was trying to cry and whine and moan. Some people will, would spin it like that. I think people that that maybe are detractors or, or Grizz fans or whatever might spin it like that. Because Choate does this kind of stuff often. But he said to Colton Poole from the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, who reported this story, he said, I have a method to my madness. I, I did that. To get the conversation started. That's why Choate is brilliant. He's it, trying to manifest, man. Isn't that what everybody, isn't that what all the kids are doing? They're manifesting? What, 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 did, what did Choate do for the entire 2017 season? He talked for 20 minutes Uh-oh. about the game and for five minutes about facilities. how our facilities suck. Facilities, our, we, yes. We're nowhere close yes, facilities. I yes. get kicked out of my office for Bozeman on Broadway. Yeah. Jason Aldean's here. I don't have anywhere to work. Right. What's wrong with our I facilities? Can't park here. Yeah. I can't park. <laughs> He's not complaining about his situation. He's starting the conversation. Right. All 2018, what did Jeff Choate talk about? Tell me. Fundraising, fundraising, fundraising. Oh, well, yeah, still we're, facilities. We're, yeah. We're, uh, it, but he said, we don't have good facilities. Okay, yeah. now the facility plan gets revealed. He said, okay, now everybody up here has got a pony of money. We need money. Where's the money? Somebody somebody help us. I'm, he said, I'm going to build a sign of myself with the thermometer that shows how much money we've raised. Oh, okay, then they raised all the money. Now he says... Cost of attendance. It's not fair. We don't have cost of attendance. It's it's a really smart tactic mm-hmm. because who's more visible than him? I mean, 
the athletic director has more power. And we love Leon Costello. He's a great friend of this show. He's he's do, he's doing a great job at Montana State. But no one pays attention to anything at Montana State more than Jeff Choate. So he's done a great job of being the face of driving this kind of stuff. I, I guess I only I only laughed because I would hope they're pursuing it because they need to. And I'm glad that they are. The timeline, we'll see. I often think that sometimes you can, when, when you're talking about dealing with the PR world, you can put timelines on things that maybe aren't realistic or that you didn't really think of doing it, but you do it on the record and all of a sudden it drives it. But it, it happened with Montana State's fundraising. It's very risky if it doesn't come to fruition, but when it does, you look great. They they put a timeline on their fundraising and they said we're going to announce on homecoming and then they did. But here's the, here's and they the raised other the money. Thing. So we'll see. But this is going to be interesting to see if they can do it. They need to. But I guess my whole thing is that uh, um, if you're not doing it, you're falling behind, and that's what the arms race is in the FCS particularly. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. And this is the other thing to me, to tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio. Montana Coulter has always been ahead of Montana State when it came when it comes to facilities for their student athletes and things that have gone on. Washington Grizzly Stadium got built when Montana State didn't have a stadium to speak of. Then Bobcat Stadium gets built, but Montana uh, Washington Grizzly Stadium gets added to and enclosed. Right, and then they're now they're busy trying to enclose their thing. Montana's got the Champion Center already, you know, up and running. Dahlberg Arena, full renovation. Brick Breeden Fieldhouse, nice, but it's still like a full, it's like a multi-sport fieldhouse, not a true basketball facility, okay? So in in all of these respects, Montana has been in front of Montana State. If Montana State, who's, we know about, you know, the, the momentum that the, sit, that the town of Bozeman and the university and all that stuff has going, is able to pull this off, they're all of a sudden ahead of Montana in a very, very meaningful way in the eyes of potential and future student-athletes. And I, kids, you know, you can talk about enrollment and momentum and all that stuff. Kids who are going to school, I think, I think, have very little or, or indifferent perception of that stuff, okay? When they walk into Washington Grizzly Stadium and watch a game, when they walk into the Champion Center and watch a game, they go, wow, this is this is incredible. When they go to Bozeman and Bobcat see and watch a game, they go, wow, this is very cool. But if you're comparing them, the Montana facility is better right now than the Montana State facility is. But if Montana State goes, hold on a second, look at this 3D rendering, look at us breaking ground on this deal, and oh, by the way, here's $7,000 for your trouble in addition to whatever you're going to get at the University of Montana. Good luck with that. 
Good luck with that, sure. man. Like, yeah. you can talk to me about, like, I understand, like, a lot of kids in this state, especially, we, we, you know, we're going to focus in on football here, are lineage kids. I mean, you could probably tell me 80, 85% of the kids were at birth going to one school or the other, and that's just the way it is. And maybe that's true. Okay. But what I'm telling you is this is all of a sudden, this is something that Montana to me would have to catch up in very, very quickly or else it, or they're, else they're going to get no's that they, that would have been yeses on this thing. That's well, what I think. Okay. So s- several, several things to talk about. Or here. also maybe it's not happening. Well, so, so, okay, okay. Several, so se- several things to talk about here. Number one, uh, David just messaged this, uh, a, a, a question from Twitter. What about full cost of attendance during the summer term? I do think that one thing that Montana State was able to do specifically for football that hasn't gotten nearly the publicity that it should is that Jeff Choate figured out a way to take money from the MSU Foundation and spread it out and add it to scholarships where his guys can take summer school, which when you're going to school, I mean, you remember, you can take between 12 and 21 or 22 credits. And if you're just a student that doesn't have to work and you're on scholarship, maybe you can handle 21 credits. But if you add a job in there, likely it's more like 15. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times maybe you have hard classes and it's like 12. Well, it's really hard to take more than 12 credits, especially during the football season. So then a lot of guys load up during spring but then maybe your academic performance and any maybe part-time job you can have, that's hindered too. So if you have the ability to just go 12-12-12, then a lot of times you might be able to graduate a little bit early, be ahead of the game without ever being bogged down, maybe have a part-time job during the summer. It just makes it so that it's a lot more manageable in terms of time management. And Montana State has been able to do that specifically for their football team. So that's one thing. I think that's – I'm not sure what, what Montana's situation is when it comes to that. If they do have it, good for them. If not, it's something they should explore – adding because I think that easing the academic rigors can improve sports performance too because we have to remember that these kids are I mean I've thought this for a long time Uh, I always wondered what sort of impact does like when Montana State this last year when they're in the playoffs they had finals the week before they went to NDSU you can you can prioritize the sport all you want if you are a fifth year senior taking an engineering capstone final that is way more stressful than in terms of your overall future so easing the academic burden is one thing but in terms of montana montana state they're attached through the board of regents so i don't think that the board of regents would allow one school to add full cost of attendance without the other unless the money was raised 100% exclusively privately. But I also don't know in terms of the scope of the rules if that's allowed. Mm. And the other thing people got to remember is that football and basketball get all the headlines here, but this is still college athletics, and this is still Title got to do it for everybody. Everybody. Huge expense. And that's the thing. Yes. When you're talking about adding full cost of attendance for 63 scholarship players and 85 guys that are on scholarship for football, that's one thing. That's one cost. You could probably find a booster to write that check. But you're talking about adding full cost of attendance for three, several hundred, 375 to 400 right. athletes. Right. And so now the cost has increased substantially. It's, significantly. it's several, several million dollar cost. And it's not one time. It's not you built the building and now it's there. And now all you got to pay it's is forever. electric and water. It's every single year added to your budget. And that is a, that is a big cost, especially at the FCS level. No doubt. And right, wrong or indifferent, 
it, you, it's a lot easier to find some sort of private donor to write something for a specific sport. And I'm not just saying the revenue sports like football and basketball. Mm-hmm. To, and maybe maybe that's how you do attack it. You try to get one donor to pay for full cost of tens for mm-hmm. every sport. Because I think right now the two schools offer somewhere around 10 sports. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how you attack it. But I, I will say this. I think that Montana and Montana State have been tied at the hip from an academic and uh, athletic standpoint for a long time. I remember 10 or 12 years ago when there was exploration of leaving the big sky and going to the WAC, and Montana was really exploring that to join Idaho and moving up. But at that moment, Montana State wasn't quite ready, and the Board of Regents said, well, it, one is not going without the other. I don't know what I think of the the tie, but I do think when you have a fracturing of that tie, it's bad for the state because mm. we've seen it on both sides of Montana. Yeah, In Idaho, there was a fracturing of it, and there's no real symbiotic relationship between Idaho, Idaho State, or Boise State anymore. And in North Dakota, NDSU moved up to Division One to the FCS five years before North Dakota did, and then look what happened there. Next year, North Dakota will be in the same conference as NDSU for the first time in almost 20 years. Yeah. North Dakota State refused to play North Dakota for a long time. How dumb is that? It's an in-state rivalry. So I do think there's pluses and minuses to both, but I do think that if one school added, the other would have to as well, and I do think you have to think about it beyond just the scope of revenue sports. Last thing, last thing on this quickly, Coulter, last thing. We're, we've been sort of operating on this $3,400 figure because that's what NDSU does, mm-hmm. but the full cost of attendance number, mm-hmm. it seems like it could sort of be flexed a little bit by the university. And so it wouldn't have to be $3,500 or $7,000 a year. It could be, you could say, hey, in Bozeman, full cost of attendance is $3,000 a year. That's the thing that's right? ironic though, or not ironic, that's the wrong word. That's way different. Yeah. It's way cheaper to live in Fargo and Grand Forks, totally. North Dakota. That's the part there. But I'm saying if you don't have the money, you can well, say, no, well, so this no, is what th- we're going to th- argue That's about. not how it works, though. You can't just offer a stipend. It has to be the stipend that aligns with the academic institution. So that's why I'm talking about when you're planning for your daughter to go to college, there's a full cost of attendance figure on the university website. That's what they have to use. So, like, when you look at SEC full cost of attendance, Vanderbilt's full cost of attendance is the number one full cost of attendance in the SEC. Not because Vanderbilt is the most prestigious school in terms of athletics. It's because they're the most expensive school in terms of academics. Right. I'm going to get my kid full cost of attendance at NYU, a million dollars a year. Sutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We'll take a quick break. On the other side. Fire and Ice, ninth annual fundraiser for the Missoula PD. Rhett Cuniff in studio right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. 
Happy to be joined now once again by our friend from Missoula Fire Department, Brett Cuniff, and also Sean Fiello's from the Lolo Hot Shots. Guys, thanks once again for being here. We appreciate it. How's it going? Pretty good. Pleasure. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. You bet. Now, just try and control your enthusiasm, please, <laughs> Brett. Easy now, okay? We don't want you shooting out of the studio. Hey, uh, guys, this is great. The ninth annual Fire and Ice Hockey Game Games, in fact, two of them, uh, fundraisers down at the Glacier Ice Rink. They're February 8th, uh, starting at 6 o'clock. I think a lot of folks uh, in this community, in this area, are maybe at least in name familiar with this. It's been going on for a little while, but uh, Brett, help the people again. Just remind everybody kind of what what this is, what this is about. Oh, this is the ninth year we've done this. It's a, it's basically a fundraiser that we kind of vary depending on, you know, who needs the charity, you know, where our proceeds are going to yep. go. And uh, this is actually the sixth year we've had a wildland game to lead off. And the last nine years we've raised probably over sixty thousand dollars for various charities in the area that's phenomenal and the wildland game this pits this pits the uh the folks in the forest against the folks in the cities is that the deal there sean yep yeah so wildland firefighters uh, versus city firefighters it's been a, a good round and they're up on us three games to two so we're hoping to even the series. okay now this is the one right where you got to come back and get it uh brett you talked about the fact that this sort of the the where the money gets funneled to can change year to year this year where where what are the uh causes that are available well um this year they're doing the wildland firefighter foundation yep. we're going to do to our benevolent fund which is basically a, a general charity so if someone comes asking for you know a couple of bucks for a cause we can just just take it out of that. Help it help, help yeah. it along. Yeah. Uh, we know that that firefighting uh, in general is obviously a, a, a profession that comes with a tremendous amount of risk, and particularly for the Wildland Firefighter Foundation. Sean, tell the people just what that kind of is and what that does for people. So, Wildland Firefighter Foundation is a, a nonprofit, and their mission is solely to help wildland firefighters uh, that kind of come into a crisis in their life. It could be a line of duty death. It could be a health related um they're kind of the frontliners and they just uh basically mobilize a bunch of people and, and help those in need that uh that need it brett what do you think the biggest difference is between the two fire i guess entities well our first game it's um generally it's a little lower level guys that are newer to the sport and it won't be as fast but it's every game has been close that they've played um second game as we're calling it the JV and now the varsity game <laughs> guys that have uh, been skating a little bit longer a couple of guys like myself that have been skating since we were kids versus people who have just picked it up in the last couple of years and are still learning the game well Sean February 8th Saturday at Glacier Ice Rink w tell us some of the details of this I mean how do, how do people contribute can they donate more than just the cost of attendance so to speak so cost of attendance is free. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, we have auction items. So that's one way that people can come. Uh, auction items are, you know, for at least for my team, a lot of the guys are making handmade products like tables and things like that. They can come and, and, and basically bid on it, sign an auction item. Um, there's beer raffle. There's a 50-50. Chuck-a-puck. It's, it's a full-on experience. And generally, we get some pretty good silent auction items. A lot of them are homemade. Others go around to a couple of businesses, round up some gift certificates or whatever, but there's usually packages together and that's where a lot of the 
charity money comes from. Can people bet on the fights within the hockey game? I'd like to see you two square up. You know what I mean? I mean, you got some, you got some strength, so you got some reach over here, Brett. I, I think this is a very interesting matchup. <laughs> if it's going to raise some money, we'll go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, it is the uh, ninth annual Fire on Ice. Uh, uh, the uh, Woodland Firefighters versus the Urban fi- the Urban Firefighters, City Firefighters. Yep, this is against the City Department. Okay. And the first game is called the Wildland Urban Interface. Song. Yeah. Okay. Interface. Okay. Yeah. Very good uh, on that way. Uh, this is this has been a, a a really fun event. Also, I mean, you know. It is a hockey game after all. There are going to be beverages present, and you can, uh, you know, raise money in a way that helps you out personally as well on this particular evening. Am I right about this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, our beverage sales and 50-50, those are also pretty good fundraisers. But, I mean, it, it is, it's a good time. You can come out and see guys that are just starting and be like, I can complete, I can compete with these guys and yeah. then get to see a little bit better game for the second one. Well, it starts at 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and then 8 o'clock, is that right, for the two, or whenever, 7, 7.30, 7:30 uh, and uh, at 12 bucks gets you your cup and uh, beers from Big Sky Brewery out there, and once you got the cup, you're, uh, you know, free to, within reason, enjoy yourself at this thing, and uh, it also increases your perception of your ability to nail the 50-50 puck toss, so, uh, you know, you could get out there and, uh, and do the chuck-a-puck, and win 500 bucks, by the way, if you uh, win the chuck-a-puck deal. This is, uh, this is though, is an awesome event uh, every single year, again, February the 8th, so it's coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks, the Glacier Ice Rink, Saturday evening, uh, and two great causes for, uh, for, the, for the folks, like, look, I mean, if at this point, with Australia and everything else that we already know in this part of the world, what uh, both, both the city and the uh, Wildlands Fire departments do for our communities for our state for our region uh guys we really appreciate that first and foremost and uh, the best on this uh fire and ice ninth annual on uh, saturday the 8th all right thank you thank you guys thanks for being here take a quick break we'll come back high school transfer into sentinel for the second year in a row what does this mean is this a trend talk about it next Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. You know, there are some countries in the world where you would be seen as punctual. But the United States is not one of those countries. Dude. Is this, how annoyed are you right now? I'm always annoyed. <sighs> 100%. Do tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Uh, have you been, 
You're not a Bill Simmons guy. I ask you this every time. No, not, I mean, I you I, know Bill Simmons, but I, you don't like listen to him. I I do not listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. That is true. I like Bill Simmons a lot. So so Bill I, Simmons I put out yeah. Bill, Bill Simmons put out his book of basketball, which is that's right the uh, the tome of basketball, the encyclopedia yes. of the history of the NBA. Basically. He had a signing event in Seattle for that book. While I was there, in fact, I was at the building at the uh, restaurant that he was in, but I did not get it signed. So. <laughs> The evolution of the media has been fascinating, but in, I don't want to say typical, but I would say in smart, but also somewhat lazy fashion, well, that's only coming from someone that likes to ruin their own personal lives by writing all the time. Bill Simmons is doing the book of basketball 2.0, but he's doing it in podcast form. Okay. Because it's obviously, it's way easier to record a podcast with Steve Kerr to talk about the rise of players like LeBron James and Steph Curry than it is to write 200 pages of a new book. That's what Churchill did. He never wrote a thing. He just dictated the whole thing. Anyways, one of the uh, side episodes, it's either of the book of basketball or just of the Bill Simmons podcast. He he talks about too early, too late, or just right when you played Mm. because some guys... I was a little, I was a little late. Like a, good, a guy like Pete Maravich, who averaged forty plus points per game in college, without the three point line, he would have averaged how many more points? Twenty more points per game if he would have been getting well, not not twenty, but probably seven. A lot, a, a lot of more points per game because of the three point line, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he would have made twenty threes a game. The film's pretty crazy. I mean, Pete Maravich is pulling up for 25 feet a lot. Believe me, Pete Maravich was the original ruiner of my life before Michael Jordan. He made me believe. The movie, Pistol Pete? Are you kidding me? Sleeping with my basketball? The whole thing like an idiot. Love it. Love it. Um, Anyways, the whole too too early, too late, or just right, I was absolutely uh, too early. Or too, I guess too late at this point. I, my my life would have been much more well suited if I would have been this age in like 1964. Yeah, I don't think so. Why? Because I would just be dead. No. I just think that uh, I think you fit right in there, dude. You're like the dude. All I'm saying is that I would. Your whole premise that I'm always annoyed. I just think I would be I think less you would annoyed. Have been this miserable any time. <laughs> That's the thing that people gotta understand. I'm not miserable. <laughs> I love my life. I love David. I love Ryan. I love ESPN Missoula. I love so many things about my life. He said, David, am I right about this? He said he loves his life, not 60 seconds after saying, I've ruined my life by writing. Well, I was exactly. Just, I mean, it's called self-deprecation. It's, how, it's how you get by when you're not actually funny. <laughs> Let's get into our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, speaking of being there just right, your Montana Bank, since 1907. So they got all the time periods covered. Past, present, and future, presumably. Uh, Coulter uh, Jackson Lee transferred to the Sentinel Spartans from Flint Creek Co-op. Uh, it was not without controversy, by the way, Jackson Lee's transfer from uh, Class C. Was it six-man or eight-man? Six-man. No, eight Flint, man. Flint Creek plays eight-man. Okay, eight-man. They uh, formed the co-op between Drummond and Phillips, right. which they didn't have to play six. Okay. Uh, to uh, Missoula Sentinel. And um, if I'm not mistaken, there was even a small fine associated with uh, his transfer because of, I mean, I guess whatever the high school level of tampering or something like that is. But again, it's open enrollment. And 
it also makes sense in the sense of a kid who's a Division One commit to play football getting an opportunity to play 11-man football as opposed to 8-man football on his way to go play big-time Division One 11-man football. So, so all that kind of made sense. But now for the second year in a row, Jace Kluswich is transfer uh, second year in a row a transfer is going to Central. This is being Jace Kluswich this time. who was an All-State performer at the Class A level from Frenchtown going to Missoula Sentinel. And no idea the specifics of this, you know, uh, transfer, why, you know, what, what, what the impetus for it is. Obviously, at Frenchtown, he's, he is playing 11-man football there for the Bronx. They had a great year, went to the state quarterfinal uh, for Frenchtown and had one of the better years that they've had. He has not committed yet, by the way, to uh, play football at the college level, but he has offers from both the Cats and Grizz, and I don't know if there's maybe even some others out there or perhaps more coming in. Uh, but when you see this now, I mean, the very first thing that people are going to think is go, well, you know, what 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 is going on that kids are going, like the not just kids, but the best players from other teams headed to Sentinel to play football, which, by the way, nobody seems to really blink an eye when the best player at Missoula Big Sky basketball goes over and starts playing with Hellgate. Now, we know it's open enrollment and all that, so you know nobody really says anything or wonders if there's anything else, you know, in the minutia that's going on. Kids can go where they want to go. Families, if they make a decision that they want their kid to play for a particular coach or a particular program, they have the they have the you know uh, 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 freedom to do just that. But then when you see this, and now it's two years in a row, I know that there's plenty. You know, people at the Frenchtown district are going now. We we well, we just lost our best player in what would have been his senior year at at our school now. So what's where are we at? I mean, the Jackson Lee transfer became controversial because. The Phillipsburg and Drummond school districts, specifically the superintendent, who also happens to be the head football coach, Mike Cutler, was just adamant about how Sentinel was recruiting, and he took it to the MHSA, and they ended up levying a penalty, and Sentinel ended up getting fined a whopping $100. Anybody that knew Jackson Lee's story and his background, he's actually from Belgrade, and then his mom like moved to Missoula. So it wasn't as if he was just chasing athletic pursuits. I mean, he's a kid, and he wanted to live with his parents, so that seems pretty adequate. And so he moved to Sentinel and then ended up signing with the Grizz, and, and so good for him. The open enrollment thing's controversial, but also I think in Montana, there's so many people that don't live actually anywhere, right? They just live between places or near places. They don't live in towns. They don't live mean? in real towns, right? Like, think about the Bitterroot Valley. I, I had so many buddies. That I, all my roommates in college were all from the Bitterroot. And where they, do you live? West side of the highway, uh, east side of uh, the so highway. So I'm right. saying, like, yeah. you, you go to Stevensville, but you don't actually live in Stevie. You sure. might live somewhere in between Stevie and Corvallis, and Stevensville's just closer. Or you might live somewhere between Corvallis and Hamilton. And so I, there's a lot of, I mean, the thing is, there's been a lot of talk about this open enrollment and making new rule changes to sort of hinder it. And I, I, I don't know what I think of high school recruiting, but I will tell you this, this is not something new. Um, I was down at Stockman's bar. It was going to be a, a sponsor of our Grizz greats coaching tree podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the owner down there and we were talking about sort of the history of, of high school sports. And he was meant, he asked me about this specific transfer and he said, man, I remember back in, you know, 1974, when 
they redrew the district lines, and the Demers brothers, one of whom Ben Demers came on our podcast yeah. last week, and he went from he's he lived in Bonner, and they redrew the district lines, and now he had to go to Sentinel. So Sentinel got who was one of the best players in the city, one of the best players in the state, a guy who went on to start for three years at Montana. So and th- this this was almost fifty years ago. So this, this isn't necessarily new. And also, I think that there's more that goes into it than just sports sometimes, too. We don't know the details of, of this. Jace Kluswich, maybe he just wants to play at the AA level, or maybe he has some sort of family thing that brings him to Missoula, or maybe he doesn't even quite live in Frenchtown. I mean, you could live somewhere between Frenchtown and Missoula, and the drive to Sentinel might be closer. There's all sorts of different factors. So I think the controversy, quote-unquote, that surrounds this stuff is not is not necessarily founded. Well, what- the whole point is, though, that Jace Kluswich is an amazing player, and Sentinel's getting an amazing player. The kid has been an All-State player the last two years. Here's an amazing stat for you. In his 32 varsity games at Frenchtown, he scored 28 touchdowns in 28 of those games. 28 individual games, he scored at least one touchdown. And he scored 60 touchdowns overall in the last two years. And, oh, by the way, he actually is probably a better college prospect as a safety than he is as a running back slash receiver. Frenchtown, he didn't really have a position on offense at Frenchtown. It was get him the ball. Yeah. He was a he. He had about 850 yards rushing and receiving, and 14 touchdowns each. So he's a great weapon on offense. But I've talked to some people that know this kid pretty well. I know he trains with Doug Leffler, who was a great um, javelin thrower from Frenchtown, who's now a personal trainer out in that area. And I mean, the kid last year, because of just his athletic prowess, he got invited to camps at Ohio State, Notre Dame, Marshall. On signing day, the Grizz and the Cats usually always offer their top three prospects from in-state the day after signing day to sort of put the stake in the ground and say, let the recruiting war for next year begin. Mm-hmm. Kluswitz was the very first player to get offered by both schools. So he, he, in my mind, for this next class, as of right now, he's the number one prospect in the state. So Sentinel's getting an outstanding player. And so I think that it'll be interesting to watch his senior year, and it'll be fun to have him a little bit closer so we can we can follow it. Yeah. Um, well, we'll look, look certainly look forward to watching him play and uh, and see what happens with Sentinel and and uh, and also I mean what happens with Frenchtown. You know, at this point they had this uh, you know a great season, and it's interesting too. Maybe a little more at the lower levels, obviously, in the, when you're talking about six man or eight man. But even at even in 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 high school at the eleven man levels, if you have one absolute absolutely dominant player, Division One football player on your high school team it is as impactful as what we think about when we think about a a great player in basketball I mean usually think about great players in football as being important but not as important as they are in basketball but at the high school level it's not true you got a guy who's a complete you can have kids one kid who's a complete game changer especially when they're playing both directions at the high school level so all right that is our uh, prep extra segment it is brought to us by the Farmers State Bank Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear 
at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.